Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. It's Tuesday at noon p.m. Eastern Time, and every Tuesday at noon p.m. Eastern Time, we play the Russ Johnson Radio Show, where it's actually called UFO Super Patch Radio Show. So Russ Johnson's been associated with many industries for a super-duper long time. He's got a storied career, if we call it. And uh, one of the things that he called me up recently, he said, hey, listen, I want to be able to promote some of the things we're working on relative to our radio show and I, or, or a radio show. And he's got a great podcast called Lights in the Night. I think it's lightsinthenight.org. Um, but I said, you know, we could do some stuff on Building Fortress Radio. Lots of people like stuff related to UFOs, and he's building his MLM company, which is the Super Patch Company, and that's helping to fund his projects over here. And there's a lot of people that are just being exposed or re-exposed to UFOs for the very first time. So I'm kind of enjoying this as well. It's opening up new doors of opportunities for me to learn about different things and dealing with an expert like Russ. But we're going to do whatever we're going to do today on our radio show. Russ Johnson, thanks for being here on your own radio show. Yep. Happy New Year to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate Happy it. Happy New Year. Look, You're welcome. Was, yeah, I hope we have the best, the best of the best, prosperity, health, and happiness. So listen, what we want to do this time is talk about briefly just the basics. I should call it UFO 101 or, or UFO 100. We are doing the basics of all the UFO stuff that has been done for well, at least 100 years, maybe more. And I'll reference the people that I'm beginning to study and delve into to see what they have come up with. But anyway, as a basic construct, a lot of people don't understand that UFOs are real or aliens are on the planet. And so and I can appreciate that. And so they are very dismissive of the whole subject matter. As a matter of fact, if you want to do some real serious research, if you are really interested, one thing to get you started is this book by Leslie Kean. She has a book on UFOs, generals, pilots, and government officials on the record. Now, I'm listening to it. You can always go to Amazon and get the audio and listen to it, and that's about 13, 14, 15 hours. The book is about 324 pages, but it's so detailed, so many constructs, so many, she, she goes all through this thing. She's, look, she's an investigative journalist, and she was that before she ever got interested in UFOs or was introduced to the subject matter, but it's all there, you know. So, but what she has done for the last 10 years she has been a consummate, prolific researcher and delving into this worldwide. And so book, the book, UFOs, Generals, Policy, and Government Officials, go on the record, covers everything throughout the world from the United States to Brazil to Peru to, all of, to France, the whole nine years. She's done a, a tremendous job in covering up what has been 
hidden for a lot of years. I guess that's a good way to say that. The UFO deal is real. It's coming. It is going to be the most talked about subject on planet Earth for the next 5, 10, 15 years. There's so much to this because there are billions and billions and billions and trillions of planets in the universe. And guess what? Thousands upon thousands of aliens out there on all those different planets in the vastness of the universe. Not just one, not just the greys or the reptilians or the Nordics or the tall whites or the reptilians that you constantly hear about, but blue avians. I mean, it goes on and on and on. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of different species out there. And so it's going to take us a long time, human beings who have been programmed and lied to, to understand that what I just said is true. Now, so one of the things I would recommend to go get the book by Leslie Kean. She did an expose with the New York Post back in December of 2017. You might want to get that. So that was an expose at that time, and it still is for a lot of people. So you might want to do your homework and pull that up. Just Google that and you know, read what she said. In addition to that, she talks about this guy named Colonel Philip Corso. Now, he's been around a long, long time, and he is saying that as a person with the secret information about UFOs, aliens, and back engineering all this with the big companies, making spaceships and doing all those kind of things that they do do, that put a book out called The Day After Roswell. You should get that book. And if you don't want to read it, go to Amazon, go to Audio, listen to it. And here's, what, here's a clip of what he says that he did and he was responsible for hiding the information on UFOs. And I'd add on to that. Give us information to the young people of the world in this country. They want to hear it. They want it. Give it to them. Don't hide it and tell lies and make stories. They're not stupid. They're not uh, young men that will panic. In fact, my own nephew was research director of Daco Corporation. He calls me. His uncle Phil, one day tells the truth. We're not going to panic and pull our hair out. And one good example of this, which I always tell, that to prove this point that the young people will want it and they're not going to panic, they want to hear this. And that's one of the reasons I wrote this. Even my own grandchildren now will see it. And I always prove it this way. I commanded a battalion of 1,500 men, combat battalion. Average age of my soldiers was 19 and a half years old. I told my executive, my God, name were, were sending babies into battle. And these kids, they fought the greatest armies in the world. They didn't run. They didn't panic. They stood there and fought. And I, I don't, why do you think they'll panic? They wanted this information. They deserve it. And so that's Philip Corso, C-O-R-S-O, Corso. He was a U.S. Army artillery officer and an intelligence officer. He got up to lieutenant colonel. He's gone now. He died in 1998. And he retired from service in 1962 as deputy director of the Army Research and Development, where he had been at one time the director of Foreign Technology Division. So his book, 
the day after Roswell, where he wrote about all the things that he was hiding, even from the day of Roswell. People heard of Roswell, but that happened. The crash of the spaceship in Roswell, New Mexico, in 1947. He was keeping all that information under wraps at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and Holloman Air Force Base and all that. But he was the man who was in charge of law, and he left. But he kept it secret until the day he died. And then he, put, he wrote the book just before he died, and then he made that statement that we should give the information to the young people, give it to the world, and stop hiding it. So spaceships, aliens, all of that is a real, real... On at least six space missions, United States astronauts have encountered UFOs. Journalist Frank Edwards records the following incident. As Major Cooper was making his final orbit of the Earth in May of 1963, he was approaching Perth, Australia. Suddenly, Major Cooper radioed down to the tracking station that he was being approached by a greenish glowing disc with a faint red glow on one side. It was traveling east to west, which no man-made satellite does. 200 persons at the tracking station watched the object on the gear there. They saw it approach Cooper. Then it veered away from him and sped on out into space. It was only the first of many such cases. Every American astronaut since Gordon Cooper has also been approached by unidentified flying objects. And each time, the UFOs come closer to the astronauts, and each time, they remain a little longer. In 1965, Major Edward McDivitt photographed one of these objects near the capsule in which he was orbiting the Earth over the Pacific Ocean. And the photograph, as released by the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, clearly shows a bright, egg-shaped thing which leaves a visible trail from its propulsion system. The more we study the evidence that is being assembled all over the earth, the more inescapable the conclusion that man had best prepare himself for the greatest event in human history. The realization that we are about to contact or to be contacted by sentient beings from elsewhere in the universe. The late General Douglas MacArthur said that this confrontation would be the greatest challenge man ever had to face. Are we ready for it when and if it comes? Frank Edwards reporting. Okay, that was a report that was done some years ago, and I just wanted to play that because it's real. This thing is it's front and center in your lives, and the cover-up is just so enormous, and that's why I was referencing that book, The UFOs, The Jumbles, and Pilots, and Government Officials. They go on record worldwide from the book, and we will cover that book and talk about the essence of what she has created. In addition to that, 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 that expose that she had in the New York Times of December of 2027. So it's a deal. Even you, no, listen, JFK knew something about the UFOs, that he wanted to go public with it. But he was stopped, and he went to Alan Dallas, who was then head of the uh, the CIA, and he was part, he didn't know, I think he didn't know, that he was part also of Majestic 12. It's a special group that they put together in 1947 when Harry Truman was president. 
So when they crashed at Roswell, he put the group together, 12 of them, and they all kept that secret. And even today, the descendants, the people who will replace them, still hold much of those secrets. Now, if you want to look at some of that stuff, I would say go to Dr. Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer. He has a website called Project, no, the, 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 sorry, the Disclosure Project, where he started out years ago in 1993, but he was an ER physician, head of the ER department, and he decided to step away and research all of this, and we will talk about some of the things that he has talked about and some of the things that he's, he's worked on. But one of the things that I would recommend for you to do is go to the Lost Century. It's a documentary. You can Google that. And he covers 100 years of hidden secrets, of hidden history about UFOs and the essence of what we are talking about. But let's go back to Kennedy for a minute. Kennedy, toward the end of his life, before he was assassinated, it said that he wanted to disclose the fact that the aliens were here. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program. For from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we missed them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment. Yeah, right. That was the what that was that 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 speech, if you will, was done about a week before he was killed because I think he went to Allen Dallas. Now, all of this is in another book by Michael Sella, S-A-L-L-A. It's called Kennedy's Last Stand. He documents all of this, what I'm saying, 
See, I'm just doing the research. I'm not, I'm not the messenger, so don't, don't shoot me for, for talking about all of this. I'm just doing a lot of research about all these people way before me who had this information but held it very close in hand or close to the breast and would not disclose it. And, of course, some whistleblowers who did, they, they paid the ultimate price of being disposed of if you go by the men in black but you will get all of that as we go along but anyway since we only have a half an hour let me let me continue on this now remember go read the books go listen to the material that i'm referring to you so that you can cooperate the fact that all of this is real now kennedy got information from eisenhower now it is said that president eisenhower met with the greys met with the aliens a couple of the alien forces back in 1952 at a secret base. But he made a deal that I am not going to disclose that you are here, but I will make a deal with you. You give us the technology that we need for the enhancement and development of our, of our, our world. You continue to abduct people as you see fit the need to do, you say. And that, that was the deal. But anyway, Eisenhower also knew about the aliens, not only meeting with him, but made deals with him. But toward the end, they even kept him out of the loop. And he threatened at one point to invade uh, Area 51 to get the information that he wanted that was being held from him by the group Alan Dulles and others in the Majestic 12, and this is what he had to say toward the end of his presidency. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so that security and liberty may prosper together. Okay, now, that statement was made somewhere around 1960. I don't know the thing in front of me, but I'll do better than that next time. But you can always Google that statement. And see what he said about those individuals that he knew in the Majestic 12, 12 of them, who had all this information and decided that they would make a government of their own, and that's the secret space program, if you will. That's real. And that's still in existence today with trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars going into having spaceships fly all over the universe and whatever. We'll get all to that, too. Even Reagan had some ideas that we were not only being challenged by the entities that were coming to the planet, but he saw that there was a possibility of a war that may be against the aliens, and this is what he had to say about that. In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bond. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish 
if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Yeah, he knew about the aliens coming to this planet. He wasn't totally rare, but he got some information, and he knew about the big spaceships that are miles and miles long that the United that the secret space force has already put out there, and we'll talk about that in a minute, because Linda Mutant Powell has has identified that in her research, the, the, there are three of them out there that have been out there since the year 2003. But anyway, I'll get to that in just a moment. So it is a big cover-up. It is something being hidden. It is something. Many, many pieces of information being kept from you, and we have been lied to about all of this. Hundreds of witnesses have seen the bright light hovering motionless over mountains, then move quickly across the night sky at high speeds, like a flying saucer. The movies have been onto it for decades. Something weird in the Nevada desert. Take my word for it. There's no Area 51. That's not entirely accurate. The movies were right about one thing. It was a super secret government testing site in a dry lake bed. Its exact location long suspected and now revealed on this newly declassified government map where the CIA developed a Cold War spy plane called the U-2. They obviously didn't want the Soviet Union to know about it. And to, to ensure that, they wanted a facility where it could be tested away from everybody else. But the need for test flights soon caused a huge spike in reports of UFOs. The declassified CIA documents say as the sun set, commercial planes were flying in the dark, while the U-2s 40,000 feet higher would still reflect the sun's rays and appear to be fiery objects. That can't be aircraft. Aircraft can't maneuver like that. How could they be? But in all these newly declassified files, there's nothing about aliens or their captured spacecraft. They're here, aren't they? Mr. Mulder, they've been here for a long, long time. Leaving UFO buffs to wonder what's next to be declassified. So in spite of all the laughter, denial, and the ignoring of you when you talk about this subject matter, it's coming to the fore. This is a year that you will see tremendous advances in terms of disclosure, not from just the United States, but from countries all throughout the world. And again, if you really want to get a glimpse of all that, I'm talking about all the research about Brazil and Peru and France and other countries of the world and where they are in terms of disclosure, even the UK, you want to get the book, The UFOs, by Leslie Keane, K-E-A-N, generals, pilots, and government officials go on record throughout the world. They have been lying to us, and they've been deceiving us and frightening us so that we keep quiet and not disclose the little bit, the little bit that we know. UFO researchers have long suspected that a government cover-up has prevented the public from knowing the full story about visitors from other planets. In 1973, for instance, the director of the FBI denied that his agency had ever investigated UFOs. In 1976, the agency released more than 1,100 pages of UFO information that it had collected over many years. What forced the disclosure? It was the Freedom of Information Act. Tonight, in part three of our series, UFOs, the best evidence, 
George Knapp reports on other secrets that have been pried out of the government. UFO skeptics often ask, if there are aliens visiting Earth, why don't they announce themselves by flying over the White House? The answer is, UFOs did fly over the White House twice. It happened in July 1952, as the New York Times reported, seven eerie glowing objects were spotted by pilots in the air and people on the ground. Twelve different radar operators tracked the UFOs at speeds of up to 7,000 miles per hour. A week later, the objects were back again. When jets were scrambled, the lights either disappeared or zoomed away. The Air Force explained that what everyone had seen was a temperature inversion. To a man, the radar operators disagreed. But the official explanation is the one that stuck. Government explanations of UFOs are often just plain wrong. In 1965, thousands of people from Canada to Mexico watched a formation of UFOs maneuver in the skies. The Air Force said it was the constellation Orion, even though at the time Orion could only be seen from the other side of the planet. A UFO landing at White Sands Missile Base was said to be a sighting of the planet Venus, to which one UFO buff responded, it was unforgettable the night Venus landed on the gypsum flats of New Mexico. So those individuals are giving specific information about the cover-up of UFOs in our own history. And we've kind of ignored it. You know, not only Corona, New Mexico, back in 1942, or the flyover, the Los Angeles deal. If you go to Google, Los Angeles UFO flyovers, where thousands thousands upon thousands of thousands of people watched that incident in 1942. Just Google that. Los Angeles UFO flyover, which lasted about four or five hours. And now, that's in most people's mind, that didn't happen. But it did happen. Now, coming down to the day's market, even in 1947, Admiral Byrd took a tons of ships and airplanes and and the like to chase the Germans out of Antarctica, which they still control now. So if you want to look at that Antarctica and the German forces and who's down there, all you have to do is Google that or go to the book, Antarctica's Secret History by Michael Seller. He's a prolific writer. He has a podcast called X. Ex, 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 I think it was ex-politics, whatever. It's very popular. Michael Seller, he, has his, he does a podcast each and every week that he interviews people dealing with this subject matter. Look, we're coming to the end of the half hour, and I just want to give you bits and pieces of the real deal about the cover-up, about the threat, and about the fact that we have been lied to. UFOs are here, aliens are here, and we need, we have a need to know. I'm concerned about is that that release was timed to hijack the narrative away from the fact that we're not alone in the universe. We have these objects. We understand how they work. That needs to be disclosed. And we need to make peaceful contact with these civilizations, not be shooting them down with lasers. But the narrative that the intelligence community has begun to create is, unfortunately, one of a threat matrix, where they're adding to the threat matrix this alien threat. And I can assure you, having worked with everyone in every compartment, literally nearly a 1,000 people in these projects, there's not a scintilla of evidence that these are a threat 
to our national security or to the human race. Now, I will say that they think that humans are a threat. They think that humans are actually becoming a threat because we're dangerously destroying this planet's biosphere. We're beginning to go out in space with killer satellites, and we have been targeting these ET spacecraft for a number of decades with increasingly sophisticated classified weapon systems. Now, that's Greer. That's Stephen Greer. And he has a website. You can always Google his name. He's very prolific. He's really uh, he's a con- consummate researcher and he, developer. And he's right on top of this. And from 1993 up until today, he does this research, searching out the facts, digging up the truth, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And that's, that's his reason for living, that he feels this is necessary for him, based on his experiences and his contact with aliens over the past 35 years, that they, we need to know the very, very truth that's been hidden from us by the government, the secret government of the United States. Listen, that's about it for today, but it's been a pleasure bringing this little bit to you. It's, it's very little, but it at least gives you some idea that what you need to do is do your own research. Now, Dr. Greer has two documentaries out there that you need to look at. One is called Unacknowledged. It's about, a, a, you know, about 40 minutes, maybe an hour and something, whatever it is. And then the other one, the last one he put together, was The Lost Century, Dr. Stephen Greer. So, Peter, really appreciate your time being on the air with you today. They have this small bit of information that we can pass on so people can do their own research and find, out, find the truth of what's happening. The, the voice of truth is what we need to listen to in terms of this whole alien situation. So thanks, Peter. Thanks for, thanks for being uh, there and for me today. Thank you. You're most, you're most welcome. What is the best website for people to start to take a look at some of this material that you've been presenting? Well, I have a website called The Disclosure Project. Uh, correction, that's, the, that's Dr. Greer's. Mine is Project Disclosure. So if you go to Project Disclosure, you'll see, or Base 211, either one, you'll see the stuff that I've put up there. And I'm just beginning to put it together, just beginning now. So this is a start for me. Because so these are dot coms. Are like Billy so Cars. Yeah, but these are dot coms. So yes. uh, base two eleven dot com is one. What I know that you have one lights in the night dot org. I yeah. think it is. Well, well, that's yeah, yeah. That's that's. I just I just have different names that go to those. But the one I have is bbsradio.com dot com forward slash lights in the night. That's another one that I'm on. So I'm just trying Excellent. to get so that's a bits and pieces yep. of information out there. Right. Absolutely. So those, that's a but radio show, the last one you gave us. Oh, you're welcome. Well, thanks. Well, we're done with our radio show. Thanks, Russ Johnson, for being here. And we're going to catch everybody next week on Building Fortunes Radio. If you want to hear these radio shows again, if you go back to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash UFO, you'll be able to hear this radio show all over again. So buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash UFO. Russ Johnson, thanks for being here. We're going to catch everybody next week. You've been listening to Building Fortunes Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. 
Be sure to check out the BuildingFortunesRadio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.